Hello, this is part three of our retail banking mini-series. In this episode, Simon, Adam, Greg and myself discuss the challenges and opportunities that both digital and physical banks are facing at the moment. Welcome to another episode of Customer Experience Conversations. With me today is Simon Ronald, Adam and Greg. Hello. 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 Today we're going to be talking about the challenges associated with the physical branches and the digital challenger banks that have been popping up over the last few years. Does anyone have a, a story or anything that they want to share to begin with? Not a story, but maybe just looking at all of the advertising in London on my way in today. On the side of buses were digital banks. I think it was Starling Bank was advertised on the side of buses and mm. you've got Monzo. So maybe we start with that with everyone, what they think how popular they're going to become are they going to replace branches i was with a customer yesterday building society and they were talking about how they are building out their event strategy they're working with us but they actually said that from a lot of the research they've done around events that some of the organizations that are actually doing events the best ironically are those digital banks now so the likes of monzo and the likes of starling for example wow. to try and cross and that's that's something that I've, that's new for me to learn that so i was intrigued by that dynamic that they picked up that they said that for them the events are you know face-to-face interactions are almost more important because they are otherwise they don't get to see them i guess exactly yeah. otherwise there is no human interaction and i think we all know that it's needed but that was interesting because i've mm. not seen that and like you said if you've mm. seen it on the bus it's question is where do they hold those events well yeah I don't know. I need to do some research on that, yeah. I think. But yeah, for sure. I think for us as a uh, a brand working in the banking sector, we'd like to talk about today the different challenges that we see that may be different between these digital banks and these physical banks. Mm. Yeah, hasn't it just changed expectations slightly? I think there's that expectation when you use a mobile-only bank that you know what service you're going to receive. There is an expectation that is consistent. You know that you're going to have an end-to-end digital experience and you know you're not going to have a face-to-face. So your, your expectations are managed from the absolute outset. So that, in a way, makes it easier for those organisations to attract new customers because of that reason. Mm-hmm. I think the minute you then have a physical branch is when you've then got to start to identify different types of people that mm-hmm. walk in. I think it's completely different the, the online digital mobile banks can handle probably 99% of all of the transactions that you go to a bank for. So what do we think the future of that bank's going to be, the physical bank is going to be from now on? I think a big thing that I, I, I realise with um, digital banking rather than obviously physical is, you know, I use digital banking. And one of the things that I've noticed is it's very easy to set up your account, you know, exactly what you're doing with it. But one thing that I think the physical banks could use as a, an advantage to them is I wouldn't pay my salary, for example, into my digital bank yet. I don't know why. Mm. I just I have the same thought subconsciously. You know, I I just think the the whole idea of opening up an app, setting up instantly on the fly, and then setting up my mortgage, my physical salary will come out of that. It just doesn't sit right with me. So I think there's definitely something there that the physical banks could use. Maybe they are using it. I don't know. Maybe it's a message they could do. That's quite yeah. So you're using it then just for the low value daily transactions yeah you're not going to use it for anything that's kind of to you more important no, my utility just, bills right. my mortgage all that kind of expensive stuff doesn't come out it's the day-to-days why the, do you think that is trust maybe do you think there's a fact there's not physically anywhere you could go if it if the app <laughs> yeah. suddenly stopped and is, is it the trust but then for the for, for, for i i do exactly the same by the way but do you? Not, i use okay. santander and i've 
I've never had to phone Santander. Nothing's, you know, no. when you set up a direct debit, it's, I mean, it, it just works. Yeah. So, but I have the same thought as you. I don't do that with my digital mm. mobile banks, which is quite funny. Then maybe we do just have that safe, that safety net. Does that, that mean people are going to use wrong. physical banks just to yeah. transfer their money, but then all the rest of the money is going to sit with these online? Or these bank branches just exist as that safety net for you to think actually, if something goes wrong, I've got somewhere to go. I've, I won't, and I haven't for years. That probably is quite a nice thing for customers, that, that confidence that if I needed a face-to-face, -face, it, it exists. It exists, yeah. Mm. That's so, interesting, yeah. So do you think the frictionless experience is always going to be reserved for the, the smaller transactions? I think so. Looking at the way banks need to reduce costs and the way that all consumers are changing what they do, I think whether you like it or not, the use of cash is kind of dropping as, years, as, as the years go on. Those low-value transactions will all move digital. And I think these, these mobile banks, the, su the success of them is kind of proving that point. So I think that's what really banks do need to look at, is how do you maximise on those higher-value transactions for the customers that do actually arrive in a branch. So is it right for banks to be focusing on frictionless experiences? No, probably the opposite, isn't it? I'd say. Why is that? I'd say the opposite. The expectation that you've got when you open an account on a mobile and digital bank it's consistent you know from the beginning to the end exactly what your experience is going to be as we just as we just mentioned we even know how we're going to use the bank afterwards from that outset for low value transactions day-to-day -day payment and i think that the branch needs to address the friction side of things you, you want to create a community driven environment where people turn up for advice <clears throat> let me try and expand on that bit a little bit so my thinking is they need to, uh, financial organisations need to address very clearly what are the different services they offer and where are those services going to be delivered in the future. And I think that's going to change massively. Right now, like you said, we're happy to open an account with a digital bank. We're not happy to use it for our primary outgoings or financial management, for example. Like, would you, you know, all your savings right now, would you put that into a digital bank? I don't know. That's, you know, that's like yeah. the again that's even it's even a higher scale it's not even just your salary going in and out that's like your actual savings and things like that that's even more important to individuals so i think maybe like the question for organizations to be asking themselves is the services they currently deliver and where they deliver them whether it's physical whether it's online or whether it's for a via a call center how is that going to change for example just five years from now because if you'd asked the general public two years ago would things like Monzo and Starling be as popular as they are today? You probably would have said no way. Like people just wouldn't trust that. It'd be yeah. like putting your salary in with PayPal, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, you can stand at yeah. a bar on a wouldn't Friday night, right? You can stand at a bar on a Friday night, and if you look down the bar, all you see is orange cards, Monzo cards, <laughs> going across the bar, bang, 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 across the bar. Whereas, like I say, a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have predicted it move that fast. So I think they've got that challenge to face that, like say, to, to create this frictionless experience in the right areas, they have to look at the services that they're focusing on and then try and work out where the customer's gonna to expect to, to fulfill those services. So for example, paying a check-in three years from now or a year from now, even today, why should I have to go into a branch to pay a check-in? That is a bit ridiculous. I think you said for your bank, you can actually do that, Adam. Is that you right? You can indeed, yeah. So you can do that via your app, for example. I can't with my bank. So that's one thing that I need to consider is that for example i that's the only reason i go into a bank at the moment mm. personally is to ever cash a check-in and normally like you say it's normally a nan that gives you 20 quid or something for your birthday and you've got a there's no other way to do it that's just that's just sort of my thinking is they got to look at the services they're offering where are those services currently being fulfilled and how is that because we know it's going to change but how is that going to change 
And then the, the, the final bit, actually, that was linking back to something you said, Simon, was around how will that then open up resource or free up resource, i.e. people and locations and branches, to focus more on creating meaningful experiences with the higher value customers. So businesses, business owners, people that have multiple property mortgages, etc., they are much higher value clients. And the expectation, I think, from them, one, two, three, four, five years out from now, will be more face-to-face more using that you know physical interaction to 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 receive advice but there was still like you say on a day-to-day we're doing those low value transactions of paying people and things like that that's sort of my general thoughts maybe it's not really an exact opinion but it's something that um it's quite generic but so maybe banks should focus primarily on optimizing that one-to-one personal experience instead of trying to make their branches completely frictionless yeah i think I guess it comes back to the the idea of you create friction where it's needed and trying to try and remove it where it's not around all customer experience. So adding technology into the situation is not always or necessarily is the answer at all. We would like to hope that anything we implement in terms of technology or process is going to remove friction where it's, like I say, where it's needed. But with, for example, someone who owns a business who's got multiple loans or maybe has got multiple properties and therefore got a lot of, of mortgages out with yourselves, I don't think they're in a rush to get in and get out if they want to make some serious decisions about their portfolio or their business, for example. So I would say that in that situation, the technology, the process is going to be implemented should be around creating the level of friction in inverted commas because it's not friction seen by the customer. It's this is what I would like to do. And I think that's, again, a sort of another trend that maybe they have to look at. But that that's different, right, with digital banks versus ones that have physical locations as well. Yeah, I think I like what you said there, that that idea of meaningful transactions Mm. is what a bank branch should focus on. As you say, it's it's not just the business owners, but it's also kind of individual customers that have different expectations. Because I think that's what we hinted at earlier, isn't it? That that your expectations when you use a digital mobile bank, such as Monzo, your expectation is set, your experience is delivered exactly how you imagine it will be delivered from the entire application process. But when you... Mm move to a branch it's when you get different people different environments different tastes some customers want to go in branch and have a frictionless experience some want the branch to stop for them some people want to go through an application form line by line or they want to sit down with an absolute expert go through how to do certain higher value more complicated tasks i think is is one thing and then I think that lends itself then to creating a much more effective and efficient branch network. If we're then looking at helping a bank deliver more meaningful services in a face-to-face environment, mm-hmm. then you can start creating efficiencies with your staff. You can. No one likes to talk about you know reducing staff in banks at the moment. It's sort of one of those political things that that you can't really talk about, such as you know the location of ATMs being removed from certain areas. Yeah. But I do think some of those things that are reported are being incorrectly reported. I think you can make a much more valuable and effective banking branch network, potentially by upskilling your staff into certain areas, having them work flexibly between different branches, even remotely out to see high value customers. That creates and that lends itself to more meaningful transactions, which I think is exactly what we're talking about here. And the transactions that we're all talking about here that we do on our mobile phones are not meaningful we're just using the mobile phones Mm -hmm. for day-to-day low value transactions that now as individuals we don't even think about anymore you just use apple pay and you walk away it's just those are immaterial they're not even worth considering i think 
for, for, from a customer base. I think bank branches need to change. And maybe that's, you know, the focus that Santander are doing with their work cafes. Obviously, the workforce nationally now is changing. You're getting flexible working hours. You can work remotely. People now with technology can work from anywhere. We work offices are obviously becoming more and more popular because as, as a startup company, it's so much beneficial for you to have low-cost uh, office space through WeWork in an environment where you're networking with other people who are in the same position as you. Mm-hmm. Typically in London, you can have uh, you can have a WeWork as a startup working next to companies like Google and Microsoft. So you've got instant access to other people and experiences. And I love what Santander are doing in that environment because I think that then the bank branch, the estate, the network become somewhere that people want to go to work. So you're there couple that with you know upskilling your staff to create efficiencies means that you can have the right staff in the right branches whilst you're sitting there working to have those meaningful conversations that Mm -hmm. you're talking about okay so that's sort of uh, i guess the challenge that they face what about maybe just before the end of the, the podcast maybe talk about one opportunity that we see in that dynamic and one that comes from technology for example the use of video so with video interactions, it's a bit of a gray area as such because you're not physically there with them, but you get that feel. And maybe I don't think it's being used a huge amount right now in the banking space, but I've th- got a feeling it will be because, mm. like I say, it's going to create that phys- face-to-face element. So for example, let's talk about like Monzo mm. with that example, right? They are a digital bank. They do not have physical locations as such, but they have people. And you need to see those people and you can see them at events, but you could also see them via video. So do we think video will play maybe a key role in that space and therefore is an opportunity for not just digital banks, but all banks to consider more, more, you know, to use that more maybe? I do think that video technology in the customer experience space is inevitable, isn't it? Because it is slightly more personable than a phone call. My view, I think, is going to need a generational shift. It's quite clear, isn't it? At the moment, you can do a direct representation between age and use of FaceTime on a mobile. Mm -hmm. So I do think it's inevitable. I do think it's valuable. I think it does solve a problem that exists where you need a more personal service than a call center, but you don't want to go into a bank branch. I do think it's just a generational shift, personally. And there's a funny thing, isn't there, that when, when I signed up to my Monzo account, I knew it would be digital from end to end. I liked the way I had to record a video which obviously did yeah, facial do, recognition. Do yeah, yeah, it yeah. Does, does facial recognition, so it must do a bit of voice recognition as well for a bit of security. Very cool. But I was comfortable doing that. If I'd have gone through that process and then I had to join a video call with somebody, I probably wouldn't have done, Yeah, which is a bit strange. Yeah. Yeah, that's the sort of dynamic that actually I think is so fascinating because I think it's, it's a channel or it's a medium or it's a, whatever you want to call it, it's an opportunity that's huge within customer experience within the banking sector, but it's burdened by the fact that people are not quite there yet agreed it's the old 3d television scenario (laughs) where it's great and it works and we have all the technology there you know you've got 4k cameras and on everyone's phone nowadays with the latest you know phone so it's not like the technology is not there but it's just the acceptance from but that will change and that might change faster than we think you know we, we we talked about earlier about how digital banks a couple of years ago wasn't even a thing and now look at the likes of monzo and starling uh, sterling etc because they're all like in in people's phones as apps now they're obviously in their wallets as physical cards the way that they sell those interesting as well if you sign up for uh, i don't know what monzo's like but you know with revolu when you're buying other services it's like buying an app really yes it's not a big sell it's not a complex sell 
So if you want to take travel insurance, for example, which is always a product that's always offered to premium bank accounts, yep. where there's always a, pre a monthly fee. And I think in the past, you used to have premium accounts where you paid like £10 a month and it came with gadget insurance or travel insurance. Mm. Revolut, it's just like buying another app. It's almost like playing a game. Really? So it's really aimed at, I think, a younger generation, and that's obviously working for them. But what you were saying earlier about video, to getting to the bigger clients, I think the bigger transactions, and to make people trust them, I would be amazed if people like Revolut, Monzo, Starling don't start really pushing that. Uh, the, the actual high street banks should do the same as well. Yeah. No one's going to trust a chatbot to organise their mortgage. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if yeah. they did. Absolutely not. <laughs> that, that, that's a good point to, to finish on, actually. So it's almost like there's going to be a dyadic relationship forming between the digital banks and the physical banks. Digital banks will focus on smaller transactions while the physical banks will handle the more important high-risk services yeah and probably something that banks need to be really wary of as well definitely the fact that these these revolute these you know monzos are going to generate so many customers in these low value transactions that they are inevitably going to start doing higher value transactions and digitally and take it away from branches so. unless they change their physical environment into a more personal one-to-one -one experience for sure that's it perfect great to be continued <laughs> to be continued thank you very much for tuning in again to customer experience conversations and we will join you in the next episode thanks <laughs>